Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the podcast. Yo, it's been a minute. It's been a while. How we doing out there, people? It's been crazy. Uh, you know, I've been I've been doing two things. One, um I have been traveling and I'll say the second thing is is I have been uh, praying about this um, about this podcast honestly I've been traveling I went I had an opportunity to go to El Salvador for a week for a mission trip to help lead students um, to help foster um, boldness and to help foster their relationship with Jesus. And then just last week, I um, just last week, I went to Seattle to see my brother. Amazing trip, amazing views. Love him. Love Getting to spend the time with him. So, if you've been waiting on a podcast, here it is. Uh, We're still in a series on things not talked about in church. And um, I've I've been really praying about this one because this one's a hard topic and... I've been needing wisdom in it, and I wanted to get all of the right things in order. Like, it just took me some time. Before I say what we're talking about, it is a sensitive topic. It is a topic that I'm aware that's highly ramped up in culture right now. That's highly talked about among peers, among among people, among culture, among all of this stuff. And so, we're talking about the LGBTQ, and before we get into it, I know I have family members, I have friends that that are a part of this community, and and just, I I just want to say that I really love them, and I'm called to love them, I'm called to speak the truth, I'm called to love them and be a bridge for them, and so I will do that. But, on this episode, we're talking about biblical principles about the LGBTQ. We're talking about what's right and what's wrong. And I just want to say that I had to take time because I needed to do this in a way that could love people well. Um, Because, again, we're not called to, to burn a bridge or anything. We're called to love the people around us. We're called to speak the truth in love. And so I'll just start off with saying that 
we all like I, I want to start with kind of an illustration picture a dinner table and there's lots and lots of food there's lots of lots of, of, of good things to eat mashed potatoes turkey uh, I, I'm just kind of thinking of the Thanksgiving dinner table and I'm thinking about all the different things like deviled eggs mashed potatoes green bean casserole mac and cheese casserole uh, turkey, ham. Uh, I'm thinking about all these different varieties of things. And the Bible, the Bible tells us that as far as people, anyone, the gospel is meant to transform lives. The gospel is meant to, to change people's hearts and minds. And it's the same thing when when we come to the table. Like I'm calling this episode "Come to the Table," and 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 the reality of Christians and the world is we're not inviting people to our table. We're not inviting the poor people to our table. We're not inviting the LGBTQ at our table. Because why? We've outcasted the outcast. We have outcasted the outcast and the outcast. We live in this bubble where we can't find a way to invite people in, yet we're judgmental. Do you know what the LGBTQ is known for? Just not even biblically speaking. The LGBTQ is known for being the most loving, kind, generous community. And a part of me in church culture, like, man, that's really, really frustrating because I feel like as Christians, we're supposed to be known as the most loving, generous, kind people. And we're known for being hypocritical or being known for being judgmental or being known for casting out people. And man, I just, my heart goes out to people, not only like that have been hurt by the church, but have been hurt by Christians. And, and I'm sorry, I, honestly, I'm sorry to the LGBTQ, not because of how I agree, but um because if if we're as Christians not being welcoming, not being inviting, not being like not being this loving community for them, this breaks my heart because this was never Jesus's way. And I'll give you biblical reasonings of why the LGBTQ is not right. But at the end of the day, if, if, if Jesus, if the life of Jesus was to stop for people that were misfits for stopping for the people that were poor for stopping for the people that that didn't have anything and jesus took risks and jesus went out of his way why aren't we and i, I don't ever want to preach what i'm not practicing
I, I never want to preach what I'm not practicing. And so an example of this in my own life is on vacation, we had some leftover food and we went to the homeless. Like in Seattle, there's a lot of homeless. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of like just homelessness in general in the in the area that we were in. And me and my wife, we went and we took a meal to the homeless. And this week I'm going to go and I'm going to go to a homeless camp. I'm going to hand out more waters. Uh, and the reason I'm doing that is not for publicity. It's not even to, to talk about on a podcast. It's to say, hey, listen, these people need Jesus just as much as my brothers and sisters need Jesus that that are that are just like me. And soon we're going to have um, dinner with a few of my friends that are LGBTQ. And it, it's not about them. It's never like having them over for dinner is never about because they're LGBTQ. But I'm so challenged recently because if I'm not being uncomfortable with the people around me, if I'm being in a box with the people around me, then I'm missing out on what God has for me on the other side. I'm missing out on what God has for me in uncomfortability. And I think we're so afraid of uncomfortability. <clears throat> and so today I want to just talk about the perspective that I know that being gay and uh, being transgender is a struggle for a lot of people that listen to this podcast. And we love you. We care about you. But I want to speak the truth in love that we, God created male and female. Genesis 1, God created male and female. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Don't you realize your body is a temple? Um, Galatians, I don't, I didn't write that down. Um, but the image of God, the Imago Dei, we are created in the image of God. And, and God created man and female. Romans 8, 28. We all have failed. Like we all have failed. We all have come short. And I just feel like God created man and woman to one reproduce, but to one have unity, to two have unity, and to three, like, to three, to be in, because marriage, the context of marriage, it represents male and female and it represents Jesus as the bride and it represents being holy and I, I'll just say this as well like you're not your sexual orientation attraction doesn't equal identity I'll say that again because I feel like that's so so important you're not your sexual orientation or attraction. Attraction doesn't equal identity. 
attraction, who your attraction to does not equal your identity. Your identity is rooted in being a son. You're a daughter. And I'll, I'll say this publicly. I'm sorry that the church, that Christians have mistreated you. I'm, I'm deeply sorry. That was never our heart. That was never Jesus's heart. If we've all fallen short, then it's the cross that's made a way. It's the cross that's made a way for us. Same-sex attraction is not a new idea. Same-sex attraction has been around for centuries. It's been around in the Old Testament. It's been around in the New Testament. It's, it's been around for centuries. It's not a new thing. If it was union of one woman and one man, then why... Why is it such a big deal in our culture today that being gay is celebrated and being transgender is celebrated? Can I be really honest? It's because of sin. Sin entered the world and caused things to happen. And the reason it's so I would say it, it sexual sin is almost put up on a ped, like on a stand. But I would say I, I think it's not to shame anybody, it's not to shame a single person, but it is to say that sexual sin harms our bodies the most. I think we put kind of a category on sin in the church and we say, oh, this is bad, this is bad. But the reality, the the hard, hard reality is that all sin is the same and we're all born, all we are all born sinners. Romans 8, 28, yet again, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. I've fallen short. You've fallen short. Like, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So, like, if the cross is at equal playing field, if the cross is is the one that that equals us out because of Jesus' dying and death and resurrection, then we have victory in the cross. Um, But... We also, when we come to Jesus, we have to be repented of sins. And when I mean repented of sins, like the old has gone and the new has come. But when I came to Jesus, there were still temptations that I was dealing with 
and and things that I was dealing with because it's not just an overnight change. And so if you become a Christian and you still have a desire to be gay, people can't change that. Only God can. And people, people put this sexual and compare sins almost in the church. And it drives me nuts because if we're called to be like Christ... We're called to say, hey, listen, me, me overeating or me having a bad attitude with my wife or me like indulging in sin is the same thing as you being gay. And the reality is the hard reality is we live in a tension of 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 knowing who we are in Christ, but still struggling with our old self. Paul talks about this. Like there's new ways and there's old ways. And we struggle with our old ways, even when we're, when we're, when we're created new. And so John one twenty nine, the lamb takes away the sins of the world. Union of, of one man and one woman. Matthew 19 verse four when like when a man and a woman like is is joined together the man will leave his 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 family behind to be joined with his wife mark ten five nine says the same thing and so we live in this culture where where being gay is celebrated but on on the reverse side biblically speaking being gay is a sin. Being transgender is a sin. First Corinthians six nineteen twenty. Don't you realize your body is a temple? I want to go a little bit deeper into that. If your body is a temple of God, then why would you harm your body with hormones? Why would you harm your body with with things that that? That transform you into a different person. God created you on purpose for a purpose. But like, I hope when people listen to this, I hope they realize that God doesn't make accidents with people. God doesn't choose to make you a female on accident. God doesn't choose to make you a male on accident. God has purpose for your life. God has vision for your life. And can I be really, really honest right here on this podcast? If if we are created in God's image, we should fear nothing. And, and that should be a different topic. But... um. I know some people are like, I was born this way. I was born gay. I was born, I was born to be a woman. I was born to be a man. And there is zero scientific evidence for that. What there is evidence for is we're born into sin. And... A lot of these issues, issues, a lot of the people that struggle with same-sex attraction, a lot of people that struggle with transgender and, and, and everything else in this category, 
more likely than not, one of my favorite sayings is the thing is not the thing. What do you mean by that? Give us scripture. Okay, I'll give you scripture. You're a son, you're a daughter. What do you what do you mean, Noah? Like what what the heck? Like you just said that. Yeah, I said that. But a lot of these issues come from identity issues. Can we be really real? Thanks for your thanks for your uh thanks for your input, but I think a lot of these issues come from not knowing who you are, not knowing what you're really made of. Because there was a point in my life where a situation happened and I I could have swung both ways. I could have I could have gone gay. And that's not to say that I'm gay. I'm not I'm not gay. I'm not this, but there was a point in my life where I could have and it was because I didn't know who I was. Can I be really honest? It was because I got bullied. Um But it wasn't until I knew Jesus that I knew who I was. It wasn't until I knew how Jesus is a father to the fatherlessness, but Jesus is also your friend at all times. He's a brother at all times. He's a father at all times. And realistically speaking, I don't struggle with that anymore. I don't, I'm in a different place, but like, I, I've been through a lot in my life. And if you haven't listened to my testimony, go back and listen to it. But if I can be really honest, like, Maybe it's because you're having father issues. Maybe it's because you didn't have a mom. Maybe it's because you got sexually assaulted at a young age. Maybe it's because you don't know who you are. And and people are like, yeah, you're this, you're that. But can I be really honest with you, friend? Can I be really honest with you that you are a daughter? And you are a son? And if... Attraction equals, if attraction doesn't equal identity, then what is your identity? Who are you? Like, if if your attraction doesn't equal identity, man, that's hopeful, but that's also like, man, who the heck am I? And I can speak from a man's perspective. I would love to get a woman on here and talk about it. But you're not your sexual orientation. You're not. You're not it. I felt so strongly... Preparing for this podcast because I do take time and I do prepare for it. I I felt so strongly somebody that's listening, somebody that 
needs to hear this is like people have labeled you gay people have labeled you a transgender but i just saw god in his gentleness saying i'm gonna rip off the labels that the world has given you and i'm gonna give you a new label it it says i'm a new creation the old is gone and the new has come Meaning, if if you being gay or you being a transgender is causing you shame and guilt and, and question and almost confusion, Jesus and the Holy Spirit aren't just some harsh father who's going to beat you down because of your sin. He's not going to, you have to let him in. And he wants to do that heart surgery on you. He wants to transform your life. He wants to replace your life. He wants to renew your life. And, and maybe, and maybe it's just a mindset that you have that, Oh, because of a situation that happened, now you're acting out of that situation. And and I just feel so strongly for this generation that, that your identity is not in an orientation, is not in another person. It's not even like even if you're married or single, like it's not even in your spouse, because if your identity is in a spouse or in another person, that's an idol. If your identity is in another person, you're idolizing that person. And you're not being married to that person. God's design for marriage was man and woman. God's design, God's purpose for marriage was to reproduce. God's also purpose for marriage was to make you holier. Marriage, sure, my wife is amazing and she makes me happy and and she makes me laugh. But at the end of the day, she's making me more like Christ. Marriage, I'm not saying that you can't be married and not have kids. The purpose of marriage is to make you holier. And if you're living in sin, male to male, because that's a lifestyle and that's you living in sin. If you are living in sin, I have two things. Are you really living in freedom? And just on a practical side, if you want kids, it's it's very hard to do. I'm not the judge of your life at the end of the day. I'm not I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to bring some truth in this. And so maybe Let's go back to what I just said. Maybe if something did happen to you, if some sexual sin happened to you or sexual like exploitation or abuse or I don't know. I, I don't know what you've been through. I, I ultimately don't know. 
I'm really just trying to be obedient to what God has called me to do. And right now it's to speak the truth in love. If something did happen to you, maybe you need healing. And maybe healing looks like you going to a counselor. Or maybe healing looks like you getting into a rehab center. Or maybe healing looks like you, like, you, uh, going to church. Maybe healing looks like you stepping into what God has for you. Can I be really real? I work with a lot of young people, youth, young adults. I love it. It's my passion. I, I love doing that because that's something that God has also called me to do. And in that, I've seen so many identity crisis of male and female both of saying I want to be gay or I don't want to live this lifestyle anymore because this isn't good for me and then they go down this path and then they come back and they're like dude this isn't okay like they were Christians and then they weren't straight away from God and in my spirit and in my heart preparing for this like the Lord wants to heal you the Lord is not punishing you I think about the story of the prodigal son of when Jesus talks about it. I think about it. And there's a lot that goes into that. Like the son runs away from home. Son comes back to his father. And when he comes back to his father. His father is so excited to see him. Listen, I, I can't change your life. I'm not God. I can't change your viewpoints. And I'm not even here to do that. I'm just here to give you some biblical points. To share what's on my heart. The results are not up to me. The results are not up to me. But anyways, the son comes back. And the son and the father reunite. Maybe you need to reunite with the Father. I don't know. But I know that he's called me to live in holiness. And in purity. And purity. The definition of purity is to be set apart. And if, if you're living of this world and not being pure... And whether it's being gay, lustful, like transgender, like it's wrong in God's eyes. It's wrong in God's eyes. Does that make it okay for me to judge you and be like, oh, you're gay. You're going to hell. Oh, you're gay. And no, not at all. Actually, I think that's an invitation 
and a challenge to us Christians. Like, I want to challenge the Christians for a second. Just hear me on this. Like, if you have friends that are gay, if you have friends that are transgender, if you have friends that are that are the in the LGBTQ community, bring them over to your house. Like, if Jesus prepared a table in front of his enemies, in front of the people that were going to whip him and accuse him and, and, and be dead in a few days, what are we doing about the people that we disagree with? Because you know what I see? I'm calling the Christians to a higher standard right now. You know what I see? In church, I see bubbles. You don't change the world in bubbles. You don't change the world when you're comfortable. You don't. You don't change the world when you're in Christian bubbles. Knock the Christian bubbles off, honestly. Because, yeah, community is good and you're called to community, but you're not called to community every day of the week. Because if you're called to community every day of the week, you're just in church every day of the week. What's the difference between church and being in community? You know what I'm saying? Like, if if they're lost, you know what being missional is? Reaching the lost. You know what we're doing? We're sitting back and we're waiting for pastors and leaders to do it. But God has called you to step out. Yeah, they're going to hell. But us Christians have every opportunity to be Jesus to them. You know what being Jesus is? Listening to them. You know what being Jesus is? Loving them. You know what being Jesus is? Talking to them like they're a normal person. You know what being Jesus is? Not judging them. You know what being Jesus is? Planting a seed. Yeah, I've been I've been around a few places in the world. But ultimately, God calls us to lost people. And if people in your life are in the LGBTQ, what's the difference between the LGBTQ and drug addicts? What's the difference between the LGBTQ and homeless people? There is no difference. They're lost and they're hurting and they're broken. The gospel, this, this point is for everyone. For the LGBTQ, for the poor, for the six-year-old man, for the eight-year-old man, eight-year-old boy. Actually, I don't think there's any eight-year-old boys listening to my podcast. But for the 18 to 22-year-olds, for the 60-year-olds, for the 55-year-olds, for the person in the United Kingdom, like, the gospel is meant to transform your life. I'll say it again. The gospel is meant to be transformative in every way possible. This one's also for everyone listening. You are loved despite your orientation. You are you are treasured despite your orientation. You are enough despite your orientation. Your identity is in this world, is not of this world, but it's in Jesus. 
And if we can turn from our ways, if we can repent of whatever the sin is, Jesus will meet you. And the beauty of the gospel is like, I think there's so much beauty in the next sentence. You don't have to clean up your life to come to Jesus. I feel like a lot of the times we have to clean up. We have to, yes, there's things that we, we can no longer do because we follow Jesus. But you don't have to be perfect to come to Jesus. And you can come to the table at any point. My door, my house, my life will be open for lost people. Regardless of the if they're gay or not, biblically speaking, the Bible is very clear. And the Bible says that being gay is not okay. It's not. There's there's verses after verses where it talks about, like, I think it's Galatians. It talks about all these different sins and it, it mentions being a homosexual and um, there's also just verse after verse about marriage in the Bible, and it just it it talks about. I have it written down. Um, I mentioned some of them. Matthew nineteen four, Genesis one twenty seven, First Corinthians six nine, eleven through eighteen. First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty. Mark ten five. Matthew Matthew and Mark talk about how you're joined together with your wife. It talks about being gay is is not okay. But I fully believe if you repent and you repent of that sin, God is faithful. And I, I think... I think a lot of people are scared... Of change. I think a lot of people are, are, are scared of change because we don't know what it's going to do. But following Jesus causes you to lose your life. And just because you're gay, that doesn't mean I don't love you. But ultimately, just because you're gay, that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't love you. God so loved the world. The world. We look over that verse so often in church. God so loved the world. God loved the gay. God loved the transgender. God loved the homeless person. 
God loved the drug abuser. God loved us even when we didn't love him back. And so, yes, being gay is a sin. Being gay is, is a sin. And it, it's not okay. It's not okay in God's eyes. God hates sin. But he does not hate sinners. God's love for you is so deep. So wide. From ocean to ocean. From mountain to mountain. God's love is so big. God's grace is bigger than your sin. And if you are gay listening to this, God loves you. God cares about you. God sees you. God knows you. You can come sit at his table. You can come and sit at his table, broken, weary, tired. I don't know who you are. But I know you can come to the Father. Anyways. I'll ask this question and then I'll answer it. Because I feel like I've, I've talked a lot about being gay and being godly. So... No, my question is, my question is, is it tempted? Is it, is it a sin for me to be tempted to look at other men? Or if, if I'm a man, is it tempted to look at other men and vice versa for females? Give a scripture for that. Okay. Well, in the Bible, Jesus was tempted. Jesus was tempted, but how he fought against temptation. If, if, if Jesus, the son of God, was tempted, we're going to be tempted in different things in our life. Like, that's just the reality. Every day we're tempted with different things. And if we look at the, the way Jesus handled his temptation, he handled it with scripture. He handled it with saying, nope, I, I know my identity, and he handled it with scripture. So this tells me if Jesus handled temptation with scripture and knowing his identity and spending time with Jesus, then when we're tempted, it talks about in 1 Corinthians 10, it talks about taking every, every thought captive, every, every thought that's not from Jesus captive. And if we're taking thoughts captive, then we're, we're, if, if we are taking thoughts captive, that means every single person has thoughts running loose. And if we are taking thoughts captive into the mind of Christ, becoming something new, then we're going to be faced with temptation. You're going to be faced with different temptations of, yeah, like it's tempting to look at that guy still, or it's tempting to look at that girl still. But in my life, the 
the practical side of that is like, yeah, I'm not going to look. And so physically, you have to turn away. Secondly, you have to fix your mind on things above. Colossians 3. And so I think, yes, the answer to that question is yes, you will always be tempted. It's how you overcome the temptation. Because here's something really powerful. You don't have to sin. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean by that? We're all born sinners. Yes, we all fall short. We all fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us do. But his grace is sufficient. His love is big enough. We've already covered that. We can make choices that are healthy and say, you know what? I don't need that in my life right now. This goes for being gay or not. This goes for every single person yet again. And so, yeah, you probably will be tempted. But you can overcome temptation with the Holy Spirit. Anyways, come to the table, come to the feet of Jesus, and be forever changed. I'm not here to change you. I'm here to bring truth and bring it in love and plant some seeds, but I'm not here to change you. And so there's going to be a part two with somebody else, hopefully today. Um, but come to the table. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Peace.